0: Hey, podcast people. We are so excited to announce that our next road show is going to be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's right, we're coming to the Pabst Theatre on April 9th, and you will not want to miss this show, because our very important puzzlers are musicians Amy Mann and Ted Leo. So for tickets, just head to papstheater.org. That's P-A-B-S-T theaterorg And if you would like to throw your hat in the ring and be a contestant, compete on our Ask Me Other stage, just send an email to askmeanother at mpr.org. From NPR and WNYC, live from the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York, this is Ask Me Another. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, your host for this next hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. And if you still have your Star Wars Lego sets sitting in your bookshelf, then not only am I married to you, but you are going to love our VIP. He's an artist who makes incredible sculptures out of Legos, Nathan Sawaya. And let's give it up for our one-man house band, Mr. Jonathan Colton. Hello, Fira. Hello, everybody. Well, it looks like we have our first two contestants. Let's welcome Lincoln Boehm and Brian Fulton. Uh, this game is called Literal TV Guide, and it's a sort of about television. Uh, Lincoln, you worked in TV, right? You were yeah, I, I Late I used, Night?
1: Yeah, and, I, and the short-lived Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. I used to write premises for monologue jokes for him, which basically means that I would come in and scour the news for funny, interesting things, most of which involved people in Florida <laughs> and <laughs> snakes uh, and so that was, that was what I was doing for a little... Do you,
0: I, I don't know if you remember any of the favorite uh, monologue premises that There was you wrote. one
1: that was... Somebody in Seattle had figured out a way to infuse vodka with bacon and it was so intriguing to the writers and everyone on the show that we actually called them and ordered enough for The Office and ended up putting it on the air and Andy Richter, I think, tasted it and it was disgusting.
0: Brian, have you ever had bacon-flavored vodka?
1: No, but um, sounds pretty good.
2: You,
0: know? <laughs> you don't. You don't work in television, but the town that you do work in, television, has made famous Scranton.
2: Yes, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the home office. of Dunder, yes. not the Office, Dunder Mifflin.
0: Uh, so do tours roll through there now? Yeah, the tours.
2: People stop through town. The big, you know, one of the big spots is in the. The mall at Steamtown, they have the sign from the opening credits and people just pose with it, you know, after the city removed it because people were stopping on the highway (laughs) to stop to pose with the sign. So they moved it into the mall now.
0: All right, this is going to be fun, Lincoln, Brian. So television executives, as you can imagine, want us to watch their television shows. So they try to give them titles that are very self-explanatory, like Friends or Girls... But in this game, we're going to give you a dictionary-esque explanation of a television show's title, and you have to identify the show. Let's turn to our
3: puzzle guru, Art Chung. So if we said 3,600 seconds or one hour, the show we're looking for would obviously be 60 minutes.
0: Yeah, Yeah, good. Sure. So ring in when you know the answer. Correct. (laughs) Correct. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, Brian. And the winner of this game is, of course, going to move on to our Ask Me One More Final Round. I can tell you're ready. So here we go. An older male sibling. You can talk it out. Lincoln? Big brother? Yeah, exactly. An aquarium enclosure holding cartag... Nope, that's not going to happen. Hang hang on one second. An aquarium enclosure holding cartag... (laughs) Yes, thank you. An aquarium enclosure holding cartilaginous. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. What is it again? Cartilaginous. Cart- cartilaginous. That's it. That cartilaginous. Thank you. That's not what is written here. Anyways, an aquarium enclosure holding cartilaginous fish. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. You had so much time to figure that out, Brian. Shark tank. <laughs> yep. The country where someone was born or grew up. Homeland. Brian is correct. Exactly. The only move in chess that requires two pieces to move at the same time.
4: It's
3: also the name of a piece. In the corner. (laughs) Castle.
0: Brian says castle, and he is correct. The cosmological model that approximately 14 billion years ago, the universe rapidly expanded from a very small agglomeration of matter. Brian.
3: Big Bang Theory?
0: Yes. Where they put glasses on good-looking people, and they are magically nerds. A sudden violent fall, especially while surfing. Brian. Wipeout. Wipe out, yes. This is your last question. Areas of public land kept in a natural state and activities performed therein for enjoyment. Come <laughs> on. People are mad in the crowd. Give them a chance, everybody. Brian
3: parks and recreation
0: there you go someone in our crowd will talk to both of you later come on that was awesome how did our contestants do art brian was our winner congratulations brian we'll see you again at our ask me one more final round at the end of the show Let's welcome our next two contestants, Tim Lynch and Lucy Lesser. Now, Lucy, you worked in television as a producer and a director for many, many years. I'm sure you have seen it all. Do you have a uh, top experience or maybe nightmare? I don't know. The first show I ever field produced was about Olderly Bastard from the Wu-Tang Clan. (laughs) Oh, yeah. and I was with him on the day he got out of maximum security jail Well, he, didn't get out, he got out of maximum security prison and got sent to a mental hospital And then six weeks later, we showed up to be with him on the first three months of him being on parole That's, that's pretty good, I applaud you for that one uh, Tim, uh, do you want to talk about the time you hung out with the Wu-Tang
3: Clan? <laughs> um, I don't think it's fit for radio consumption <laughs> Fair
0: enough <laughs> High school physics teacher, thank you. Uh, (laughs) You subject your students to at least one, uh, in your words, atrocious pun per day. An atrocious pun every day.
3: As much as possible, Okay,
0: I think we need one.
3: Um, I took a beaker, a thousand milliliter beaker, and filled it up, since this is Easter time, with those lavender-colored marshmallow peeps and asked them what it was. And eventually, somebody eventually gets it that it's a purple peep bleeder. <laughs>
2: wow.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good.
2: I knew it was going to be good when you started with I took a thousand milliliter beaker."
0: <laughs> <laughs> that lives up to the name you've given it. Fantastic. Okay, this game is called Fonzie Scheme. Uh, oh, yeah, hey. Tim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, sit on it.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> see, that comeback is not, not going to work because usually what you need is you need a studio audience to go, ooh, after you say it. Otherwise, it doesn't have any effect.
4: Oh,
0: yeah, okay. So try it again. <laughs> hey, Jonathan. Yeah. Sit on it. Ooh.
2: Yeah, see, now my feelings are hurt. <laughs> uh, anyway, just like me, the Happy Days character, Arthur Fonzarelli, was cool. In fact, he was so cool that he had his own catchphrase, which, as you know, was... Hey. Hey. So, so in this game, every answer is a word or phrase that ends in the sound A. Hey. And if you want to be as cool as me and the Fonz... <laughs> <laughs> and you'll answer, you'll answer in this way, A hey, at the end, because you've got to ham it up. So Art, show them how it's done, if you
3: would. If we said Fonzie never drinks soda and he always brushes his teeth because he wants to prevent what, the answer would be tooth decay. <laughs> you see how cool? You see how cool that sounds? Totally cool. Yeah, cool. <laughs> All
2: right, are you ready? Although he likes Arnold's Drive-In, when he's really hungry, the Fonz goes to this type of all-you-can-eat restaurant. Tim, an all-you-can-eat buffet. That's right. <laughs> It was a bit of a surprise to see that Mrs. Cunningham was reading this steamy novel by E. L. James.
4: Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> That's correct.
0: Uh, Mrs. C, Tropic of Cancer, and now this.
2: People, people, right now are beginning uh, fan fiction all over the country.
4: I'd read it. Ooh. Ooh.
2: The Fonz can make jukeboxes play just by hitting them But he knows not to hit the oven While baking this dish made from egg whites Because that could cause it to fall Tim Souffle Yeah, cool, very cool It's souffle tough to say that correct. and be cool
4: <laughs> But
0: if he's the Fonz, doesn't he have that superpower Where he hits it and goes off And then he hits it again and comes on So if the souffle, couldn't he just hit it? Are you it?
2: suggesting that the Fonz has the power To make a fallen souffle rise again? Yes <laughs> Because it is so perfect, some wonder if the Fonz's trademark pompadour is actually one of these. Tim. A toupee. Yes, that's right. The Fonz might use this Middle Ages siege engine to jump sharks.
0: Yes, Tim. A trebuchet.
5: trebuchet.
0: Yeah, I just found out that wasn't just a font.
4: I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> it's for
2: uh, throwing rocks Yeah. or, or motorcycles.
4: Oh.
2: <laughs> even though he grew up in the 50s, Fonzie is a huge fan of this hip hop duo from the 80s who starred in the 1990 film House Party.
0: <laughs> Lucy.
4: Kid and play. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I like how there's two different Fonzies uh, up here, right? Lucy's got sort of like a laid-back, sort of happy Fonzie, and Tim does like a gymnastic back arch, it, back arch throwback Fonzie.
2: They both have their own kind of intensity. It's
0: I know, nice.
4: exactly.
2: This is your last clue. Fonzie had a little dreidel. According to the song, what did he make it out of? Lucy.
4: He made it out of clay. That's right, he did.
3: (laughs) All Chung, how did this game turn out? It was a close game, but the player of the day is Tim. Uh,
0: Congratulations,
3: Tim. We'll see you at the end of our show.
0: Coming up, we'll talk to a man who has way more Legos in his home than you do, Lego artist Nathan Sawaya. So stick around. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. Thank you so much for listening to Ask Me Another. I can tell you're clearly very intelligent And speaking of which, there are a lot of other NPR podcasts that you might enjoy, including Intelligence Squared U.S. Sounds pretty smart. Yes, it is. These are Oxford-style debates live from New York City. It's bringing together world's leading authorities on today's most important issues, intelligent discussions, grounded in facts, and informed by reasoned analysis. Nothing like Ask Me Another. Rethink your point of view with Intelligence Squared U.S. Just find it on iTunes under Podcasts. Listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our one man house band, Jonathan Colton, and our puzzle guru, Art Chung. And let's welcome our very important puzzler, Nathan Souea. Thank
1: you. Thank you very much.
0: So, Nathan, for those of us who do not know, what exactly is a Lego artist?
1: Well, I am an artist. Who works with Lego. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which means I create large-scale sculptures using just Lego bricks.
0: And you were originally a corporate lawyer in New York... It's that true. ...that left his job to pursue said art sculptures out of Lego. That, to me, I mean, I've done a lot of risky stuff in my life, but that sounds pretty risky.
1: The, there was a time when I was practicing law in New York, and I wanted to find something else to do. So I ended up... Uh, leaving the practice of law to pursue my art and it just happened to be out of lego bricks
0: were you uh, always into art like as a were you... well i went
1: to college and i actually uh, got out of college and felt like i didn't have faith in my art so what does a young budding artist do of course they go to law school
0: <laughs> right what, what kind of stuff did you, what other mediums were you working in, in I've college? worked with
1: more traditional media like clay and wire, and I did a series of sculptures out of candy. Okay. Um, but eventually I just thought about this toy from my childhood and thought, what could I create out of this? And it just kind of grew and grew into my career. So at
0: what point in, you don't, you, don't, you don't go to your job one day, I assume, at the law firm and go, you know what, I have this idea, I'm going to start doing this. See you later, everybody. I
1: would come home at night, yeah. and I would need some sort of creative outlet. People, you know, at the end of the day, some people go to the gym, some people go to the bar. For me, I wouldn't want to create. Did you, you just I, point
0: at me with the bar
4: thing? Did I'm, just, just, saying,
1: I'm <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. And I would end up drawing and writing and painting, and one day it was just sculpting, and then I thought, Lego bricks. Yeah. And it, it just kind of took off from and there. And you had some. I had some. I dug it out from my childhood Lego bricks, started Clicking them together And did some large scale pieces Friends and family encouraged me Eventually put together a website It was actually the day the website crashed From too many hits that I realized You know what, time to make a change Left the law firm behind And went to, to become a full time artist
0: Wow, wait a second How many Lego pieces
1: right now are saying Like a studio of yours? Uh, I have about 4 million Lego bricks Okay. And then a few million yeah. in storage and, You know, in sure. case something comes up <laughs>
4: Yeah
0: <laughs> spontaneous lego party are they giving them to you at this point or i
1: still pay for them i buy my bricks just like everyone else yeah at cost it's it's by far my biggest capital expense yeah wow that's
0: amazing okay nathan to continue on a theme here right now you're going to help us out with our next contestant who is on the phone that's right you don't have to live in brooklyn to be on our show so here we go hello you're on ask me another
5: Hi, this is Tony Pham in San Francisco, California.
0: Now, what do you do in San Francisco?
5: I work at a artificial intelligence robotics company.
0: Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> has Lego inspired any of the things that you do in your job?
5: It does, absolutely, actually. Um, we are like Mario Kart in the real world. You play the game on your iPhone, and then you see physical robotic cars actually race around a track. And so a lot of us played with Legos as kids and with slot cars, and it's all about how you can try to make entertainment actually more engaging because there hasn't been a ton of innovation in toys lately.
2: Tony, can I come, can, can I come over? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Tony, I'm here with Lego sculptor artist Nathan Sueya and he is going to help us with the game, and this game is called Another Brick in the Wall. So let's see what you know about the wonderful world of Legos. I'm going to ask you a question that has multiple choices. You're going to pick which one you think, and then Nathan will tell you if you are right or wrong. And if you get enough questions correct, we are going to send you a special, highly intelligent Ask Me Another Prize. (laughs) All right. Yeah, you know, that is funny. (laughs) Um, All right, here we go. Your first question, Tony. Ole Kirk Christiansen started the company that we become Lego in 1932, but it was making stepladders and ironing boards. In 1935, the company introduced its first Lego branded toy, which was a wooden what on wheels? Was it a duck, a bear, or a clown?
5: Oh, it's either a duck or a bear, I think. Uh, I'm going to guess a duck. Well done.
1: Well, it is a duck. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's so exciting. Oh, God. Wow. The wooden duck was one of the first Lego toys ever produced. Uh, And actually, the funny thing about the duck was it had wheels on it. And the reason it had these wheels was, I'm I'm sure you guys are familiar with the great yo-yo crash of the 1930s. (laughs) Yo-yos were overmade. And there were so many yo-yos, they would split them in half and use them for toy wheels, That is a true fact.
0: You know, in my industry, you
1: learn a few things about toys.
0: Introduced in 2008, Tony, the largest commercially available Lego set features 5,922 pieces and will take Lego fans about 35 to 40 hours to build. And it's a replica of what famous structure? Is it A, the Eiffel Tower, B, the Taj Mahal, or C, the Great Wall of China?
5: Oh, those are all, like, wonders of the world. Um, mm. They are. Let's see. What would people want to do? I feel like the Eiffel Tower is a little, like, obvious. I'm going to
1: guess the Taj Mahal. Once again, you're correct. Yes, yes the oh, Taj Mahal. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. Where did we come up with this 35 to 40 hours to build the Taj Mahal. That's that was
3: actually Lego's uh, website.
0: How long did it take you, Nathan? 20 minutes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Interesting.
0: Interesting, and I only used uh, half of the pieces. <laughs> don't really need all of them. Okay, you're doing great, Tony. Here's your next question. In 2013, 32 Lego master builders created the world's largest Lego model ever. It was made from over 5.3 million bricks and weighs 46,000 pounds. It is a life-size model of what? Is it A, the Batmobile, B, Hogwarts from Harry Potter, or C, Star Wars X-Wing Fighter?
5: Well, my dream would be if it was Harry Potter, but I don't know if Lego builders would be as excited about that as I am. Mm -hmm. Um, I am going to go with uh, the Star Wars option
1: The Star Wars option, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, it, it is, it's the X-Wing Fighter Yes it was, uh,
0: And you're a, ma- you're a Master Builder, of course
1: I, I do hold the title Master Builder and, Right, and yes. how, how
0: do you get this title, <laughs> Master Builder?
1: Um, yeah, one, one gets that title <laughs> through a series of events and tests that require a lot of building. We'll just, we'll just leave it at that. You just have All to right. prove
2: that you're really good at master building.
1: Exactly right.
0: <laughs> Tony, in 2012, Lego was awarded the Guinness World Record for being the largest manufacturer of what in the world? Was it A, tires, B, ladders, or C, door frames?
5: Oh. Wow, it's not expecting that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think Lego characters might like to go... Oh, wait, no, they like to build a lot. Let's
1: say door frames. Ooh, sorry, it was tires. They are the largest manufacturer hmm. of tires. More than Goodyear, more than... uh, What's the other tire manufacturer of notes? Bridgestone, yes. Sorry if they're a sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) We have no sponsor. Well, that's convenient. Uh, Perfect. That worked out.
0: But they they just make little tiny tires. Right. So it's not really comparable to Goodyear. It's a little tiny tire. Well, I mean,
1: it's all about... Numbers. Yeah.
0: All right. That's impressive. There you go. This is your last question, Tony. In 2002, director Michel Gondry used Lego bricks to produce a groundbreaking music video for what band? Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to give you choices. (laughs) I just thought you would know it. Uh, A, The White Stripes, B, Coldplay, or C, Radiohead?
5: I have not watched MTV in a long time, ever. Okay, uh,
0: I'm going to give you a hint. The name of the song is Fell in Love with a Girl.
5: I've never done that either. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Uh... (laughs) Okay, I'm going to choose Coldplay. He fell in love with Gwyneth Paltrow,
0: you know.
1: Okay. Mm, sorry, it was The White Stripes. The oh, White Stripes. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's... <laughs> 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 I love that you're like, oh, who cares, basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean... We, uh, just on personality alone, you win, frankly. Uh, oh, gonna thank s- you. You're welcome. you <laughs> welcome. We're going to send you a signed copy of Nathan's book, The Art of Nathan Sawaya, and an Ask Me Another Anagram T-shirt. So congratulations, and thank you so much, Tony.
5: Nice job, Tony. Oh, my pleasure. As long as he signs it uh, from your favorite master builder, it'll from be From your treat. favorite
0: master builder. I'll make sure he autographs it to you that
1: way. Happy to do so.
0: <laughs> and thank you so much, Nathan. Thank
1: you. Thank you. We'll
0: see you later on the show. Would you like to justify that landline that you still have in your own home? Why not compete on Ask Me Another? That's right, we can now play with you from the comfort of your couch. So before you pick up that phone, send us an email at askmenother at npr.org. <laughs> fell
6: in love with a girl, fell in love once and almost completely. She's in love with the world, sometimes these feelings can be so misleading. She turns and says, are you all right? I said, "It must be fine, because my heart's still beating. Come and kiss me by the riverside. Bobby says it's fine. He doesn't consider it cheating. Bad hair with a curl. mellow roll for the flavor, and eyes were peeping. Can't keep away from the girl. These two sides of my brain need to have a meeting. I can't think of anything to do. My left brain knows that all love is fleeting. She's just looking for something new. And I said it once before, but it bears repeating. I ah, 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 can't think of anything to do My left brain knows that a love is fleeting She's just looking for something new And I said it once before, but it bears repeating
0: Jonathan Colton. Let's meet our next two contestants, Dan Bikino and Terry Beekner. Now, I can tell just in this one second from meeting you that you guys seem like intelligent, savvy, traveled men.
4: Absolutely.
1: That's correct, yes.
0: Now, my mother used to tell me that uh, every man should be able to do two things: uh, should be able to tie a tie and fix a flat tire. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I have my own, I think every man should be able to make an Excel spreadsheet and walk the dog at night. You know, like, we all have our things. But you tell me, Terry, what two things do you think, as a man, every man should have to be able to do?
3: Drive a stick shift car. Uh-huh, be able to do yeah, that. that's good. If those still exist, do they still exist? I, yeah. Um, and, uh, give a toast. Give a toast.
0: Nice! Classy. Very classy. Dan?
3: I'm most comfortable in my house in the kitchen so I think every
2: man should know how to cook. Yes. And something I learned when I was just turning into a teenager I think every man should know how to master build.
3: (laughs) I'm very good at that. It comes naturally.
0: Okay, this game is called The Something Man and it's a music game.
2: That's right. We are clearly uh, running out of patience for inventing titles (laughs) (laughs) for these games. Uh, There are many songs about some kinds of men. (laughs) In this game, we will need you to be a little bit more specific. I'm going to alter songs that feature the word man in the title, and all you have to do is tell us what the correct lyrics are, and the winner of this round will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. You ready?
1: Yes. Okay.
6: Sing us a song, you're the Spider-Man. Sing us a song tonight. Well, we're all in the mood for a melody you've got us feeling all right
1: Dan.
2: Piano Man. Piano Man is correct.
3: Here we go.
6: There's a man who leads a life of danger Everyone he meets, he stays a stranger With every move he makes Another chance he takes. Odds are he won't live to see tomorrow. Ella Vader Man, Ella Vader Man. They've given you a number. I know they take away your name.
2: Damn. Secret Agent Man? Secret Agent Man, that's
0: right. When Elevator Man's undercover, he takes the stairs. Yes.
2: Nah, that guy couldn't have been an elevator, man. He was
0: taking the stairs.
4: I know, right?
6: And I think it's gonna be a long, long time To touch down, brings me round again to find I'm not the man I think I am at home No, no, no I'm a Kool-Aid man Kool-Aid man Burning out his fuse up here alone Terry. Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Aquaman, Aquaman, Aquaman He's a mighty good man <laughs> Aquaman, Aquaman, Aquaman He's a mighty good man A mighty, mighty good man Dan, what a man? What a man When I dial 611 repair service She said, hello, may I help you please? Told her something must be wrong with my phone. So my baby wouldn't hang up on me. Mister Tidy Bowl, Man, There's Something wrong with my line. When I dial my baby's number, I get a click every time
2: Terry. I don't know the song but I'm gonna guess. Telephone Man. Telephone
6: Man, yeah. I don't know the song either, but
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, new edition new edition
6: he had white horses and ladies by the score all dressed in satin waiting by the door ooh what a pizza man he was
2: Dan Lucky man. Lucky man. Much better. All right, this is your last clue.
6: Amy, Amy, man. I've got to be Amy, man. Amy, Amy, man. I've got to be Amy.
1: Terry. Macho man. Macho man, yes.
0: with many apologies to any man, of course
3: That's uh, sung by the East Village people I think uh. Art <laughs> Chung, how are we doing this game? In that game, Dan was our winner man Congratulations Dan You'll be moving on to our Ask Me One More Final Round Coming
0: at the end of the show
1: Particle man, particle man Doing the things a particle can. What's he like? It's not important
4: Particle man
0: Coming up, we have more with our VIP, Nathan Sawaya. We'll see if the master builder knows his art masterpieces. So stay tuned. This is Ask Me Another from NPR. Triangle
1: Man, Triangle Man, Triangle Man hates particle man. They have a fight, Triangle wins, Triangle Man.
0: Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's hour of trivia, puzzles, and word games. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and let's say hello to Alexia Koritz and Marlene Moxness. Alexia, you wrote your law school admission essay on competitive eating? Yes, I did.
4: What? <laughs> that
0: amazing. And did you get in? Yes, I did. All right. <laughs> What uh, does competitive eating have to do with the law? Sure, sure. Um, So the prompt was to write 250 words on any subject of your choosing. So competitive eating. (laughs) Okay, so you wrote about your... uh... I argued that competitive eating was a sport. Yes. uh, Operating from first principles is what is a sport? Competitive mm-hmm. Yeah mm-hmm. There's rules There's uh, rules There's training Tons of training mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's Competitive eating is shown on ESPN It is It's, it's indicative of a sport End of
2: essay Period <laughs> Done
0: And now I'm a lawyer <laughs> Marlene, you're joining us from Boston? Yes Nice to have you Thank you uh, You teach math and science to high school students I do Thanks to that now, you are the I don't understand this, you'll have to explain <laughs> the iron chef of the school lunch. Yes. I work in a public school, and so obviously our lunches are delicious and nutritionally balanced. <laughs> TM, yes. And we get all the leftovers,
4: and it feels like it feels weird to just throw quasi perfectly good food away. And so we try and transform it into other more delicious, hopefully edible things. Blech. Yeah. Uh, some <laughs> days are better than others.
0: All right, this game is called. Every end is a new beginning. And you can tell that is something that you would hear from a puzzle guru, because they're always throwing out little bits of wisdom.
3: Well, most of our mantras are really like palindromes, like a man, a plan, a canal, Panama. (laughs) That's your mantra? (laughs) When I'm in Panama.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When you're in Panama. For those specific times. All right, well, we're going to turn to our second spiritual leader, Jonathan Colton, to run this game.
2: Yes, the the answer is... Is within you In this game We are going to ask you To give us a word That appears in two Common phrases It is the last word Of one phrase And the first Of the other So Non-spiritual guru Art Chung (laughs) Will you give us An example
3: Sure Uh, If you were in Panama And I said Log fever You would answer Cabin Because it completes Two phrases Log cabin And cabin fever I see what you did there There you go To be clear,
2: don't be thrown by the Panama thing (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to do with it So we are are looking for that single word That appears at the end of one phrase The beginning of another When you ring in, tell us the word And the two phrases they form And you can feel free to talk it out Okay Poison league Alexia
0: Ivy Poison Ivy, Ivy League
2: Poison Ivy and Ivy League Elbow monkey Marlene.
4: Elbow grease monkey.
2: That's right, grease, (laughs) right in the middle. Between elbow and monkey lies grease.
0: (laughs) Slides better. (laughs) So the elbow slides around on the monkey?
2: Walking ringer. Marlene.
4: Walking dead ringer.
2: That's right. Party magnetism. I have this Marlene Animal That's right, party animal, animal magnetism Hot cross of steel
4: (laughs) Alexia Buns
2: (laughs) Buns is correct (laughs) Bite the bunny Alexia Bullet uh, I'm curious to know what the phrases are.
0: <laughs> Not suitable for radio.
2: <laughs> Fair enough, Marlene. Do you have
4: a, uh, a guess? Now I'm just thinking about master building again, but I. Yeah. I think it's uh, dust bunny. Right? It is, yes. Bite the dust bunny. Bite
2: the dust and dust bunny. You got it. (laughs) French cousins. (laughs) Marlene.
4: Now I feel weird that I know this, but French kissing cousins.
2: That's right. French kissing and kissing cousins. This is your last clue. Whole ball of poetic... Alexia.
0: Wax.
3: Wax is correct. Archung, how'd we do? It was a close game, uh, but Marlene is our winner.
0: All right. Thanks, Marlene. We'll see you again at our Ask Me One More final round. Welcome back, our very important puzzler, Nathan Sawaya.
1: Thank you. Thanks.
0: So for any of our listeners who have not had a chance to see some of your pieces, uh, you've done some amazing uh, reproductions of famous art.
1: I have, yes. Uh, The Art of the Brick is an exhibition I've done where I've taken some works of art from art history and replicated them all out of Lego bricks.
0: And, I mean, the paintings are amazing. The sculptures, especially the size of them, the uh, large Easter Island monolith. The Moai, has. yeah,
1: exactly. Incredible It, it took about two months to create, and it was a long two months.
0: <laughs> a long two months. So when you are talking to people in conversations, like, oh, what do you do? And you're like, oh, I'm a Lego artist. And they go, well, you know, you're trying to impress them. They're like, well, what's something that you made? What's the one you roll
1: out? I suppose the largest thing I've ever created is a Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton that measures over 20 feet long. I uh, used over 80,000 bricks. Oh, nice. That's what gets the girls when you say <laughs> 80,000 bricks.
0: And how long did that take
1: you? That took me an entire summer to build. Oh, wow. Yes.
0: I wouldn't say you're confined, but when I see these replicas of art, some of the impression stuff where there's a lot of colors, of course, painters have, have millions of colors to choose from with mixing, and you are confined.
1: I am confined to the Lego palette. I don't paint the bricks. I stick with what Lego has made. And, and the idea behind that is I do want to hopefully inspire kids to go home and create on their own. And if I do... I want them to be able to buy those very same bricks I use, so I don't alter the bricks, I just use what's provided. So it's, uh, it's an interesting challenge, but it's part of being a Lego artist.:
0: And in addition uh, in addition to the stuff that goes uh, on tours and in galleries, you also you participate in a little bit of graffiti. Your I, version of graffiti, I suppose.:
1: I'm based here in New York City. I see a lot of street art. I wanted to have my own version of street art. What could I do? It's not real easy to paint with Lego bricks. So I came up with my own little concept. I call him Hug Man. A little figure that uh, he's 15 inches tall. He hugs things like park benches, signposts. I just leave him around the city.
0: And how long does he
1: last? It's New York. So um, it's a good hour before (laughs) he disappears.
0: All right. Are you ready to take on and ask me another challenge? Sure.
1: Excellent. What could go wrong?
0: In your exhibit, The Art of the Brick, you've made some amazing replicas of famous paintings and statues like the Sphinx at Giza and Whistler's Mother.
2: And now we are going to see how much you know about those original masterpieces. So all the answers will be a piece of art you have replicated in Lego form.
1: Okay. Right. So you should be familiar with them. Hopefully. Theoretically.
0: And if you get enough right, Skip Curtis of Brewer, Maine, is going to get a special Ask Me Another prize.
1: Awesome. This is for you, Skip.
0: (laughs) On the opening day of the 1994 Winter Olympics in Norway, art enthusiasts shrieked when they discovered that thieves had broken into the National Gallery of Oslo and replaced what famous painting with a note that read, "Thanks for the poor security."
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be Edvard Munch's The Scream. Yes.
0: <clears throat> Sarcastic criminals are the I worst know. criminals, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: According to the movie Tupac the Resurrection (laughs) One of Tupac Shakur's favorite songs Was about what Vincent Van Gogh painting That would be Starry Night
0: Yeah Yeah, That's right. right All right Try this one All right which piece of art did musician Brian Eno claim to successfully urinate on when it was exhibited at the MoMA in 1995?
1: Mm, so many, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that he claimed? He claims right, to urinate on things all over the place. This was, an this was
1: an interesting work of art for me to replicate. I had never seen it done before, and that was creating a urinal out of Lego bricks, which I did, and it's Duchamp's The Fountain, yes, I believe. Yes, yeah. that's
4: right.
2: To complete this work, the artist had to paint standing and look up for four straight years, causing terrible neck cramps. About his experience, he wrote, My beard toward heaven. I feel the back of my brain upon my neck. My loins have penetrated to my paunch.
1: I'm not in a good place, and I'm no painter. (laughs) I know the feeling. (laughs) It's uh, Michelangelo's Sistine Chapel. That's right. All right.
0: Yeah. I believe this is your final question. Great. (laughs) P. Diddy is a man of many accomplishments.
1: True, so true.
0: Name all of them. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: perhaps
0: his most viral creation was when he tweeted a picture of himself in a Paris museum being photobombed by what famous painted lady?
1: I am not familiar with this viral photo. Okay. I am going to have to make an educated guess. I think that's a great <laughs> idea. I'm going, Mona Lisa.
0: You're going correct. There we go. Nathan, guess what? What's that? Skip Curtis of Burmain is gonna receive an Ask me the prize. You did it for him.
1: I did. That's awesome. Thank you. That's awesome.
0: Let's hear it for our VIP, Nathan Sawaya.
1: Thank you.
6: She's a brick house. She's mighty, mighty, just letting it all hang out. She's a brick house. Ladies stacked, and that's a fact. Ain't holding nothing back. She's a brick house. We're together, everybody knows. And here's how the story goes She knows. She's got everything A woman needs to get a man Can she lose the things she choose? 36, 24, 36 What a winning hand She's a brick house She's mighty, mighty Just letting it all hang out She's a brick house Stacked, and that's a fact, ain't holding nothing back. She's a brick
0: house, Jonathan Colton. Now we're gonna crown this week's grand champion. So let's bring back from literal TV guide Brian Fulton, from Fonzie Scheme Tim Lynch. From The Something Man, Dan Bukino. And from Every End is a New Beginning, Marlene Moxness.
3: And let's turn to our puzzle guru, Art Chung, for the final round. Thanks, Ophira. This final round is titled Winter Weather. Every answer will either contain the word snow, frost, or ice. For example, if I said, it's the George R. R. Martin book series adapted into the HBO series Game of Thrones, you would reply, a song of ice and fire. We're playing to Spelling Bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You'll only have a few seconds to give me that answer, and the last person standing will be our Ask Me Another grand winner. Remember, every answer will contain either the word snow, frost, or ice. Here we go. Brian, since 1951, Tony the Tiger has been the mascot for this Kellogg's cereal. Frosted Flakes. You got it. Tim, in 2013, this American intelligence contractor fled to Russia after revealing the existence of secret NSA programs. Edward Snowden. Correct. Dan, this New England poet recited his poem, The Gift Outright, at JFK's 1961 inauguration. Robert Frost. Robert Frost, well done. Marlene, this West Coast rapper created controversy with the song Cop Killer. Then played a cop on TV's Law & Order Special Victims Unit. Ice-T. Ice-T, that's right. Back to Brian. In this classic Christmas song, this character had a corncob pipe and a button nose and eyes made of coal. Frosty the Snowman. That's right. Tim, the solid form of carbon dioxide, it's used as a refrigerant and to make smoke on stage. Dry ice. That's right. Dan, Sean White's gold medals are in this Winter Olympics sport. Snowboarding. Snowboarding. You got it. Marlene, it's a play in a 2008 film based on a series of post-Watergate TV interviews starring Michael Sheen and Frank Langella. Three seconds.
4: Mm, It's not all the president's men.
3: (laughs) No, I'm sorry, it's not. Brian, do you know the answer to that question? Ross Nixon. That is correct. Marlene, thank you. Tim, it's the stage name of American rapper Robert Van Winkle.
1: <laughs> ice Tea, pretty sure it's wrong.
3: No, I'm sorry, that's not the one we're looking for. Dan, do you know the answer? Vanilla Ice. That's right, Tim, thank you. We are down to Dan and Brian. Brian, in the film adaptation of The Hunger Games, he's the villain portrayed by Donald Sutherland.
2: President Snow.
3: You got it? Dan, in 2013, this female senator from Maine retired after three terms in office. Senator Frost? (laughs) That's not correct. Brian, if you know this, you'll be our grand prize winner. Olympia Snow? That is right.
0: (laughs) Brian... You're our Ask Me Another Big Winner. Congratulations. And as your grand prize, our VIP Nathan Sawaya has agreed to give you your very own hug man. Yeah, I know. It's a big deal. And you're also getting tickets to Nathan's exhibit, The Art of the Brick. So Congratulations. And that's our show. Thanks for listening. If you would like to see pictures of Nathan's Lego creations, including a Han Solo in Carbonite sculpture that we had right here at the Bell House, just visit our page at askmenother.mpr.org. And if you would like to be a contestant, find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. Plus, you can be a puzzle player anytime, anyplace by downloading our podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name Anagram to Nark Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Thou Jolta Cannon. With additional puzzle writing by Greg Costanzo, Jess Miller, Mary Tobler, Jakey Van Stratton, and senior writer Dan Schofield. Ask Me Another is produced by Jesse Baker, Josh Rogeson, John Asante, Eleanor Kagan, and our intern, Annabelle Bacon, along with Portia Robertson-Migas and Eric Newsom. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Noriko Okabe, and David Hurtgen. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm Hureik Begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Next time on Ask Me Another, an hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, we're going to feed you our favorite food-filled games.
2: If there's one thing I love as much as music, it's food. And if there's another thing, it's songs about food. And if there were a third thing, it would be games about songs about food.
0: Join me, Ophira Eisenberg, and musician Jonathan Colton for NPR's guiltiest and most gluttonous pleasure. you're still there. Thank you so much for listening to Ask Me Another. I can tell you're clearly very intelligent. And speaking of which, there are a lot of other NPR podcasts that you might enjoy, including Intelligence Squared US. Sounds pretty smart. Yes, it is. These are Oxford-style debates live from New York City. It's bringing together world's leading authorities on today's most important issues, intelligent discussions, grounded in facts, and informed by reasoned analysis. Nothing like Ask Me Another. Rethink your point of view with Intelligence Squared U.S. Just find it on iTunes under Podcasts.